Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Currently Not Tripping. I'm your host, Nick, and as we do, I'm here with Chris. Chris, what's going on? Not a lot, Nick. I'm very excited to be back here with you, um, which we'll be uh, discussing the, the first episode and diving into some of the teams that are participating in the World Cup. Um, so let's get into it. Heck yeah. Okay, and unfortunately, Lee can't make it today since he was called in by the SWAT team to negotiate a hostage situation. So good luck, Lee. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, good luck, Lee. Hope to see you next episode. He's just got so many talents. Yeah, he's a good Um, guy. Yeah, so this week's episode is brought to you by Stephen M. from Orlando, Florida, who wants to recommend to you listeners that you buy your significant other something special today, because why not? That's good advice. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Stephen. Okay, so this is the start of the group previews for the upcoming Women's World Cup. We will break down what there is to know about all 32 teams. Today, we start with Group A, which includes Norway, the Philippines, Switzerland, and hosts New Zealand. This might be the weakest group in the tournament, but it's going to be a fun one regardless. And this is the only group without any teams currently ranked inside the top 10. And... Just as a note for upcoming announcements, show notes, and when episodes are live, follow us on Twitter. Tweet at us any questions, comments, feedback of any type at CNTPod. That is CNTPOD. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that. But Chris, why don't you get us started with uh, Hosts New Zealand? Yeah, the hosts. Uh, yeah, so I guess what I'll do here is provide an intro and a little bit of a history to New Zealand, in particular at the World Cup. Um, So they are the Football Ferns, which is an excellent nickname. Uh, They benefited greatly by Australia changing regions to compete in Asia. Since Australia left Oceania in 2006, New Zealand has gone undefeated in qualification and qualified for every World Cup since. This will be their sixth World Cup appearance, and they are hoping to get out of the group stage for the first time ever. Actually, they are really looking for their first ever World Cup game win. They have tied a few games in previous editions, but never gotten a single win. This could be their year on home soil. Key players, central defender Michaela Moore has been a solid defender, but got some unfortunate spotlight shown on her early in February 2022 for all the wrong reasons. In a game against the USA, she scored a perfect hat trick, which was one goal with your left foot, one with your right, and one with your head. The unfortunate part is they were all own goals. Just a series of insanely unlucky mistakes and bounces that saw her score three on her own team in the first half perfectly. They do not have many players that really stand out on the global stage, but Captain Allie Riley has had a very successful career and currently plays her soccer in LA for Angel City and previously attended Stanford University. Uh, Some things they do well. They have been working towards molding the team into a possession-based ball-controlling team that also is compact in defense. They have not changed the lineup much, so theoretically this team has a lot of minutes together and can gel together as a unit. Um, What's going to hold them back? Scoring goals is a major problem. They also struggle to deal with overloads and creativity. I say overloads, I mean uh, a big push by the other team offensively. They get overwhelmed and frequently make exploitable mistakes in front of goal. Since October of 2022, they have played 10 friendly matches against the likes of other World Cup teams, USA, Portugal, Japan, South Korea, Nigeria, Iceland, and Argentina. 
The Ferns have not won a single one of those games and have only tied twice in that span. Playing the number one USA is going to be tough to score no matter what, but many of the other teams are similarly ranked in the 2030 range in the world rankings. Expectations. This team should expect to compete for the group stage, win their first ever World Cup game, and put up a good performance as a host. Um, that about sums it up for the Ferns. Nick, if you want to take us to Norway. Great, thanks. Uh, sure. So Norway currently ranked 12th in the world. Uh, Norway has recently been seen as inferior to their Scandinavian neighbors, specifically Sweden, but Norway has history on their side. They were runners-up to the USA in the first World Cup. Then in the second World Cup, they conquered the USA in the semifinals and went on to win the tournament, despite not being among the pre-tournament favorites. Since that huge win, they've qualified for every single World Cup, made it to the semifinals twice more, but have only failed to get out of the group once. There is some serious respect that needs to be given to any nation that has previously won a World Cup. So key players here, this team has some serious talent. Two absolute standouts that should be on everyone's shortlist for top 20 players in the world. First up, Caroline Graham Hansen. Caroline is a winger for my favorite team, Barcelona. She has been incredible form for the last four years for both club and country and has been included on virtually every best player list. She's a dribbling wizard who is always willing to take a one-on-one against any defender. The major difference maker for her is her passing ability, though, as she constantly racks up the assists. Second, Ada Hegerberg. Ada plays for Lyon in France, but has had a spell as the best women's soccer player in the world. From 2016 to 2019, she was on top of the world and even won the first ever Ballon d'Or for women. She chose to take a stand against how women's soccer was treated in Norway and refused to play for the national team. However, in early 2020, she ruptured her ACL and missed the next 21 months in a tough recovery process. It has taken a long time, but she's finally getting back to her previous best. And good news for Norway, Hegerberg ended her five-year hiatus from the national team. Also, major shout-outs to midfielder and captain Guru Wrighton of Chelsea and midfielder Frida Manam of Arsenal, who would have been spotlighted had they not been overshadowed by Caroline and Ada. What they do well? Well, since we highlighted two attacking players and threw out shout-outs to two midfielders, you guessed it, attack. This team has a ton of talent in the attacking half of the field, and it helps them stay competitive in games. What they struggle with, what could hold them back? It's their defense. Their defense has improved, but it's not been strong enough against the best teams. They have changed coaches away from the only attacking philosophy. So hopefully they do not get a repeat of the 8 to nothing loss to England back in July of 2022 during the Euros. So expectations. This team will be thrilled that they got paired with New Zealand. That means that they avoided the top teams in the group stage. Thus, they are likely the favorites to top the group and should expect good results and to get out of the group. All right, that does it for Norway. Chris, run us through the Philippines. Yeah, happy to. Great overview. Um, I think the the Philippines are a very interesting team. Um, They are on the rise. Uh, Back in 2011, they were uh, rated 133rd in the world and have been slowly rising up to their current top 50 ranking. This will be their, uh, by the way, they are ranked 49th. 
this will be their first World Cup appearance, and they got here by making it to the semifinals of the Asian Championships. This team is fascinating to me because of, quote, Project Jordan. So on their current roster of 22 players for the 2024 Olympic qualifying tournament, two were born in the Philippines, two were born in Norway, one was born in Canada, and the rest were born in the USA. This is because back in 2018, I think, in an attempt to create a more competitive squad, the Philippines held a few month-long training camps where they identified and recruited many international players with ties to the Philippines. This has led to an overhaul of the squad for the better. The initial project technically failed since they did not qualify for the 2019 World Cup, but here we are with them coming into form for the 2023. Some key players, Serena Bolden is the vocal leader of the team and a goal-scoring forward who plays club soccer for the Western Sydney Wanderers in Australia. In the Philippines' first big win in the 2022 AFF Women's Championship, she was the tournament's leading scorer. Another key player is Hanai Anis, an attacking midfielder who plays for a team I cannot pronounce in the Icelandic top league. She is the quiet lead-by-example leader. What they do well, this might sound like a cop-out, but they have energy and momentum on their side. They are under no illusion they, that they are not one of the worst-ranked teams at the tournament, but there is no pressure. Football is not one of the top three favorite sports in the Philippines. They are thrilled to be there, and maybe they can translate that positivity to a draw or a win. What they struggle and will hold them back is their inexperience. This is the first time at the World Cup and they do not have a lot of players that play at the highest levels of club soccer. I fear that they could be blinded by the pressure. Uh, expectations, this team is happy to be here and want to make a good impression and create something to build upon going into the future. The expectation is to compete hard and stay in the games. Wow, that project, Jordan, is fascinating that they just came over to America and just held this uh, this training camp and just recruited so many uh, essentially Americans with ties to the Philippines and completely overhauled their squad. That's wild. They're essentially the USA part two team. Yeah. Let's call it our B team. Yeah. Hopefully they'll have a good showing this tournament. Right. And yeah, you could argue that that's a unnatural way of developing your international country's team, but it's legal. And kudos to them for, you know, flipping the switch on a unique recruiting. Yeah, very interesting. We'll see how they do. Okay, so uh, I'll finish us off here with Switzerland, who are currently ranked 20th in the world. So Switzerland finds themselves in a bit of a middle ground in soccer. They blow out bad teams and very rarely win against good opposition in tight games with the one major exception being the 2-1 to extra-time win versus Wales to qualify for this World Cup. One thing to note is that in qualifying, they beat Moldova 15-0. to Just wanted to add that. The Swiss have only made it to the... Uh, sorry. The Swiss have only made it to the World Cup once before in 2015, where they got out of the group stage before being eliminated by the hosts, Canada. So key players, Anna Maria... Cernogorovic, who plays winger for Switzerland and right back for Barcelona. She's very fast, and that makes her a super sub for us. However, she gets plenty of starts as well and is very dangerous on set pieces, as she has a strong natural heading ability. 
Captain Leah Walty plays as defensive midfielder for Arsenal, an unsung hero position. She is likely one of the best in the world at that position. What they do well? The previous coach gave them a lot of freedom to do what they wanted on the field, and this has led to a good amount of creativity with the ball. What they struggle with slash holds them back? It's the new coach. She just started at the end of December, and that might not be enough time to get this team to gel in time. Even though this team has some star power, they lack depth, and that might hold them back as well. So expectations? Switzerland is likely a step behind Norway, but should fancy their chances against teams that have never won a game in a World Cup and one of the lowest-ranked teams in the tournament. The expectation is to fight to make it out of the group. So predictions? Uh, Chris, what? how do you see this group shaking out? Yeah, so I am um, taking my first stab at an underdog scenario. Uh, so everybody just reacted or has time to absorb our overview of these teams. New Zealand probably was not your number one pick, but it is for me, I think. The um, buoyed momentum of a host nation will bring them to the top spot out of this group stage. I think they'll win the first game and then some. I think Switzerland is an obvious second, maybe not an obvious second, but it's either Switzerland or Norway to me. There's really not a ton of daylight between them. Got Norway um, just losing out and then the Philippines, unfortunately, at the the um, bottom spot. I think they, they are going to, I think they'll show well. I don't think they'll have what it takes to really get it over on any of these teams. So that's it. What about you? Fascinating. Those uh, some bold, bold predictions there, Chris. Um, so I went the more traditional route here. So I have Norway coming in first, and we actually agree with Switzerland coming in second, but we flopped first and third because I have New Zealand just missing out on the group stage. But I do see them getting their first win against the Philippines, and then I have the Philippines crashing out but having a ton of fun on the on the journey. If I can so that, take one thing from the Men's World Cup in Qatar is that there is always room for major upsets and storylines. I'm hoping New Zealand maybe doesn't come out in first in the group stage. At least second would be great for me. Yeah. I think it would be great for them as well. So that's it. Thanks, everyone. That does it for Group A. And join us next time as we preview Group B, which has hosts Australia the Republic of Ireland, Nigeria, and Canada. Thanks. Thanks, everyone.